I'm Joy. And I'm Whitney. And you're listening to Do It For The Rose. Every week we recap the Bachelor and the Bachelorette franchise, talking about all the juicy details from each episode. While also asking the question, what will they do for a rose? Join us as we keep it light and fun discussing dating, relationships, and love. just love that intro i can't sing but anyways welcome to episode one where we're talking about the bachelorette specifically katie thurston season but you know what before we get into this episode i think that we need to go back and talk about last season with matt james yeah let's do it because i feel like if you didn't watch last season you might be missing some things and could be kind of out of the loop of like why did they pick this girl to be the bachelorette and then let alone there's two of them back to back so let's jump back into matt james season where katie thurston first appeared yeah i actually really liked katie back in matt season because you know she was really an advocate for anti-bullying so the first time we see her stand up for someone else was with this woman named sarah so sarah of course um, she decided she wanted to go home because there was some stuff going on with her dad, but she chose a weird time to talk about it. Um, there was another group date going on that she wasn't even on, but she interrupted it because she needed to tell Matt how she felt. And of course, all the other women were really upset um, that, you know, they she ended up taking time from them. So, of course, they were talking about her, bashing her, you know, whatever you want to call it. But Katie actually was the one who took her aside, you know, really talked to her about it to see what was going on and then stood up for her when everybody was talking mess about her. But, you know, when the real drama really started, things just blew up when this new group of women showed up. So I know, like, I'm sure the writers wrote it in, you know, to give Matt this whole new plethora of women to choose from. But the real claws came out. And that was like, when you watched it, you didn't know that what happened with Sarah was about to be the catalyst for basically rest of this season. That was the majority of what happened. Oh, yeah, because it got so much worse. So like I said, this new group of girls showed up and all the other women who had been there for the previous episodes were really, they they were mad. They were, they were big mad. And... They were taking it out on these other women, though. They were spreading rumors, talking about them behind their backs, kind of forming cliques, things like that. And Katie, she was not having it. So on their group date, Katie pretty much told Matt what was going on in the house. She didn't give specific names, but she did tell them, hey, the new girls are getting picked on. The house is getting pretty toxic. And Matt ended up addressing the group. And of course, all the women were so mad at Katie. They, of course, apologized because they got caught, but now <laughs> Katie's the bad person. Yeah, it was a mess. It was a hot mess Um, because you kind of feel like what she said, if you're here for Matt, you know, be here for Matt. Like, don't be here to create drama and, you know, create that we're the varsity squad and all this other stuff. And you're starting rumors that can ruin someone's life essentially and that's just what it turned into and she was the only person who really just was like no I'm not having it we're we're not doing this for a whole season so exactly she wasn't having it and we really liked her for that 
but there was one person in particular who did not like her as much as we did. AKA Matt James. He, I don't know, like Matt was definitely on the fence. I felt like most of his season with a lot of girls, but I think Katie and her date, her one-on-one with date with Matt kind of took people by surprise. It definitely took her by surprise because their one-on-one was going great. She met his best friend. It was playful. They joked around. Everything seemed okay until you fast forward and they go to dinner and they're just talking. He's going to know her, you know, asking about her past, asking, you know, what kind of relationship she's had and just having that moment where you dig a little deeper with somebody and Matt kind of just dropped a bomb on Katie. Like she was pouring her heart out and he basically was like, hey, like you've been honest with me up until this whole point. So I'm just going to be honest with you. And let you know that I am not at the same place that you're at. I've developed, you know, deeper feelings with some of the other girls in the house. My relationship with them has progressed further. And you could tell Katie was sitting there like, what just happened? You know, because it's like they, they were having fun. They were having a good time. But, you know, on her exit, when she was in the car, she said a lot of things that I felt like were very key. Because when she was in the car, you know, she said, I am who I am, and I want to meet someone who is also ready and knows who they are. She said she doesn't regret being myself. It just sucks it wasn't enough. She knows what she deserves, and she deserves a man who knows what she has to offer. And, you know, that there's someone out there who wants that. And that's very true. Like, I'm just be honest. Matt was definitely out of Katie's league. Like, they... Yeah, they wouldn't have been a very compatible couple because it's like she was just too focused, had her head on straight, knew what she wanted, knew who she was, knew how she needed and wanted her next relationship to be in. And Matt couldn't even answer basic questions, which is just like, what do you want? Where do you see yourself? Like, what kind of relationship are you looking for? Yeah, just basic questions. Come on, Matt. But you know what? The conversation was a little bit too deep. It was deeper than what he wanted to go at the moment. And that's okay because Katie's got her own season now. And we've got two new hosts, Tasha Adams and Caitlin Bristow. I really like these two girls. They are a lot of fun. And they seem really easy to talk to. What do you think? Yeah, I definitely like them. Um, I'm a fan of Tasha. I actually watched Tasha's season. She was the bachelorette before Katie. And Taisha was just cool. She's down to earth. She was a lot of fun. Her season actually was, for me, it was fun to watch. So seeing her on the show, I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not that familiar with Caitlyn, but I think that they're going to bring a fun element to it. You know, like kind of the girl camaraderie where it's like, I got you girl, I got your back, you know, but take some of the pressure off of it being so serious, which I think Katie definitely is gonna need because now it's like she's on the other side of the fence so quickly so I'm excited to see you know how they are as hosts and you know how they help Katie throughout you know this whole season oh yeah me too Uh, so let's talk about the introductions you know when the guys pull up at the house and the limos and you know everybody's always trying to do something crazy they do it every season every single season it has to be dramatic if it's not dramatic then what are you doing what are you doing not trying to get that first impression rose that's for sure but uh let's talk about one person 
who did wow you? <laughs> yeah, so Connor B. Okay, so when Connor B pulled up, he got out of the limo dressed as a cat. Literally had a whole cat outfit. He had the painted nose and whiskers on his face. He was doing the mannerisms and Katie went crazy for it. Like she loved it. Ones I think that's kind of Katie likes playful. She likes fun. She likes things that are not too serious and someone that can not take themselves so serious. And he definitely came out strong with that element. And she was just eating it up. And if you know anything about Katie, she has cats. She's a cat mom. And, you know, it's like shout out to Connor because he did his research to know like, okay, let me do something that's left field and then commit to it. Because I think if you're going to do something like that, you just have to just go full out. Like you can't have do it. And I really liked him. His intro was one of the most memorable ones. Yeah, it was good. And you know who actually had another good intro it was Trey. Trey seems like a really fun guy. He came in the back of a pickup truck, like in the bed of it. And he pops out and he's like in these Chuck E. Cheese balls. I thought that was really cute. And I think Katie did too. But let's not forget our dear friend James in a box. James in the box. Yeah, he, okay. So he was another one that I did like. But his intro is something that I have never seen on the Bachelorette, Bachelor, like either one. This man literally came in a box. They rolled him up and then told Katie like, oh, he'll be back later. So first thought was like, okay, he's going to get out the box. Nope, he did not. They rolled him away. And then later, he literally was doing interviews in this box. (laughs) So when, you know, they're going through the house, guys are talking, you're kind of getting to see their personality. They're literally talking to him from a box. They're asking him questions. The little uh, signage comes at the bottom. It's like James. It has his age, where he's from. And he's literally like, yeah, I'm excited to meet Katie, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, this is also some real commitment because how long has this man been in this box? And how long does he have to stay in the box? Because it's just like, you don't know when it's your turn to get Katie. You know what I mean? He can't be like, oh, somebody will me over. It's my turn. You know? (laughs) So. That was kind of uh, that was kind of cool to see that very very different intro. I loved his intro. Now you know who I want to talk about next is Andrew S. So Andrew pulls up in this old school vintage car. He gets out and he introduces himself, but he's faking an accent. I think it was like British or Australian, one of those things. And I bought it. I thought it was real. And of course he's like, "No, I'm just kidding. I'm actually from Chicago." Ha ha ha, funny guy. But you know what? It's like I like him, but I don't know how much I like him. I don't know how I feel about him yet. I'm not sure how I feel about him being with Katie. It's still up in the air. I don't, I'm indifferent. He didn't do anything that stood out a whole lot to me, but I also don't have a reason to not like him. So I'm indifferent. But you know what? We're going to switch to intros that. I wasn't here for, I'm gonna start off with Gabriel. So Gabriel gets out the car. He goes up to Katie and he, you know, gets his whole feel about we've been in the house, bored in the house and we in the house bored. We all know. And we haven't had all this human interaction. So he's like, I've done all this research on hugs. So um, I want to give you a hug, but I'm going to guide you through it. Um, okay. Cause I thought hugs were pretty standard. No, 
He's like, okay, put your hands like this. He hugs her. He's like, okay, now we're going to breathe. So he's holding her, hugging her. And then he breathes in and he's like, breathe with me. So they take a breath in, then they take a breath out. And then he does it again. But then he did it again. And I'm just like, no, bro, like, that's just weird. Like, I'll give you a hug. That's cool. You know, nice to meet you. Give me a little hug. But I'm not trying to, like, breathe with you in a hug. Like, yeah. that's just, mm, don't, please don't ever do that to me, anybody. Because I'm probably not going to have, like, a good reaction to it. But Katie was a good sport with Gabriel. She was. She was. You know, it was super awkward. But she played along. <laughs> But uh, let's go ahead and talk about Cody. So when Cody came, I was just like, eh, guys, he brought a blow up doll. He did. He went there and he did it on purpose because last season with Matt James, Katie came out of the limo and she had a sex toy. So I bet Cody thought that he could get some coup points, you know, if he kind of like did like a little nod to, you know, what Katie did or whatever. It was like the start of anyone who did their research on Katie knows that she's sex positive. Like she's very into being comfortable in your sexuality and sexuality when in a relationship. But I think the thing actually, you know what? I think the thing that made it awkward is because Cody's intro was just like, yeah, like I brought someone that's kind of kind of close to me that's gotten me through yeah a lot through the pandemic so my first mind is like did he bring a dog did he bring you know what I mean like a therapy emotional support animal no he pops up with a blow up doll and I was just like oh here we go so original Cody so original not (laughs) (laughs) um Courtney Courtney's weird poem. Courtney with the Q. Yeah, he was like, my name is Courtney with the Q, and I got a quarter in my pocket because I'm on my quest for my queen. Every line had something to do with a Q. And then he was like doing all these sexual puns. And now we've got all these other guys, you know, during the introduction, you know, making sexual references to Katie. And I'm just like, come on, guys. You guys can't think of anything else. And they have to realize that sex is not the foundation from a marriage. You came on this show to get engaged, not to find a side piece, not to find a baby's mama. You came on the show to get married. And one day, you're going to get really old. And you're just not going to have that drive anymore. So I'm just waiting for these guys to start getting serious. Yeah. And just in general, it's like Katie has a lot going for herself. So it's one of those things that's like, okay, touch on it if that's what you want to do. But don't just rely on that being the thing that's going to bring you guys together. And you're going to have this great relationship or make her want to accept your proposal, you know, in the next few months. Exactly. It ain't going to work, guys. It ain't gonna work so we just spent a little bit of time outside the house but i think it's time to go on in katie has made her speech as of course all bachelor and bachelorettes do at the beginning and now it's time to sit down with the guys dun, 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 dun. first off number one we're talking about jeff and his rv Come on down, Jeff. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Make my heart go boom, boom. My supernova girl. 
Stitas Lapidus, Jeff, you brought your whole house to the Bachelorette. Literally his whole house. Like, not an exaggeration. He drove his house, which is an RV, across the country to meet Katie. Yeah, and he was so proud of that RV. He really was. He took her for... You know, her own private tour, showed her the kitchen, the couch, the bedroom. But guys, it wasn't even clean. Nah, it's not even like, let me have tried to act like I wasn't living in this RV for the last two weeks or however long. It probably must have taken him to drive and then sit for quarantine. He didn't even try. It was like, you walk in, you got dirty plates and draws and all type of stuff and I just I was not here for it not because it was an RV let me just say that I like RVs I've been in RVs they're nice they're comfy it's way better than traveling in a car but for me it was just like first impression which is no different if you're dating a guy and the first time you go to his house his house dirty he got dishes everywhere clothes on the floor you know what I'm saying? Like, did you even clean up? Did you try? Like, you're like, yeah, have a seat. I'm supposed to sit on your dirty drawers? Like, no, we're, we're not doing that. But that's exactly what Jeff did. And I was cringing and I wasn't even Katie, so. And you know what else would, like, turn me off? And this is something I think, actually, Jeff would probably do. So let's say, you know, you meet Jeff, you guys go on a few dates, and he finally invites you over. So you go over, you have a good time, but you accidentally left your wallet. So the next day you call him, he's not answering. You text him. He doesn't text back. You check his Instagram. He deleted his account. And then you go by his home to pick it up, and the home is not there. He's talking about getting ghosted. Yeah, and it's the ultimate con because when you live in an RV, you can just peace out. Nowhere to be found. The ultimate ghost. You know what? Let's leave Jeff alone for a minute, and let's talk about Justin. Did you like Justin? Nah, I wasn't really feeling Justin. I don't like you sit down, you meet somebody, you're talking to them for maybe all of five minutes, and then next thing I know, your tongue is down my throat. That's not cool. He planned that. <laughs> and you could tell he did. It was it, He was waiting for whatever moment he thought was a good moment that wasn't a good moment. Justin, it was just too soon. It was just too soon. I mean, yeah, you're really good at drawing and painting. That's true. I, I liked his art, but it was just too much. She wasn't ready. She just wasn't ready. But anyway. I, okay, we kind of talked about this, but I think it's just funny because James, who we mentioned earlier, who came out the box, when he finally went in, saw Katie, introduced himself, he came out. And it was like, whoa, because yeah. he was super suave, like Mr. Debonair, charismatic, like he had the whole look, his suit was on point, everything. So mind you, none of these guys have seen them. They've been standing around talking to a box too, just mind you. He walks back in to like the main area and these guys was like low-key shook. They were looking at him like, oh, this is who was in a box? This is who my competition is? And it was kind of interesting to see because it was one of those, not reminder, but just like a, okay, I see who my competition is. Because he, right. he, he, he stepped out nice. He did, he did. And do you know who he looks like? 
He's got the same smile of the actor Josh Hutcherson, the guy who played PETA off of Hunger Games. Oh, yeah, PETA. See, I said he looked like my uncle because he does kind of look like my uncle. But yeah, he does. I can see it, the PETA uh, resemblance. Oh, my gosh. So, no. So, (laughs) Marty is the next person that... Marty's rock collection. Yeah. Okay. So Marty sits down with Katie and um I think he talked for maybe all of a minute and was like, hey, let me show you my rock collection. <laughs> let me tell you how much I was taken aback because I was like, wait, what? Rocks? He had a whole bag. He, he had a pull. black velvet bag. Filled with rocks. Green, black, white. And then he had names. Okay, not like pet names from, but he knew their names. And I literally was like, what is happening right now? (laughs) And you know what? I was just laughing because I'm like visualizing him laying these rocks gently on the couch one by one. And Katie is just like, oh. Yes, like, don't put me in an awkward situation where I got to be pretending to be interested in your rocks. (laughs) Like, sir. I would have just rather you just tried to talk to me and left the rocks for maybe like a later time if we, you know, if he got a one-on-one or something. Yeah, but on the positive side, Marty was trying to share his passion that he had for these rocks. He had a hobby and just a heart for the rock. Is he an archaeologist? Really? (laughs) Oh, wait, wait. He's the guy from Las Vegas. So maybe it makes sense because he's surrounded by rock. See, Whitney would have been Katie like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So um, who else did we like? You know who I really liked was Brendan. So Brendan is a guy from Canada who is a firefighter in training. And uh, you know how I like a man in uniform. (laughs) Anyways. So he seems like a really cool guy. When he got out of the car to do his introduction, you could tell he was kind of nervous. He was kind of serious. But then he kind of lightened up later when they started playing hockey. And, you know, you can kind of see his fun side. So he might make it kind of far in this. What do you think? I think he might, too. It's like you have, you know, he's focused on his career because he's a firefighter. But then he's athletic because he likes to play hockey. And that's fun. And he was like out the gate showing her how to play. And then even when the other guys came out, you know, everybody joined in. And it's kind of cool to be the person like, yeah, I got everybody up and playing and having a good time. That's attractive. You want a man that can kind of not necessarily be the center of attention, but he knows how to help people have a good time, you know, kind of be a little bit of life of the party. Yeah, you have a really good point on that. And uh, let's talk about Michael, because I almost forgot about him. So we really liked Michael. He was the guy who has the four-year-old son. And he sat down and told Katie about his son. And he's just like, hey, I want to know, are you interested in being a mom? Because that's something really important to me. And it's kind of like a package deal because he's like, you know, if you pick me, you also get him. Yeah. And I really like that, that he came out the gate with, hey, I have a son. Do you like kids? Is this okay for you? Because that's really, really, really important 
to just know my son is a priority and if you're not okay with that then this probably isn't gonna work so I'm glad that he led with that to just put it out there and be upfront like right now I'm a dad first so I need you to be on board with this and it seemed like she was really I mean I don't know because she said she was okay with having kids but then she also said she's okay with not having them also so she she seemed a little indifferent because um, if she ended up marrying someone who never wanted to have children, she's fine with that, too. So I'm not sure how much she really does want kids. But I do have a good feeling that if she did ever become a mom, she would do a good job. I think she would. I, and that's why I just said I think she's on board because she knows she could go either way instead of just being like, no, nah, I don't want no kids because it's like, Ew. That's kind of a problem, but I think she's just on board with the idea or being open to the fact that, okay, I know this man has a kid. And even if it's just basic, (laughs) you got to start there because some people are like, nah, I'm not dating nobody that has a kid. Exactly. Some people just, they'll just tell you straight up. So it's so important to just be upfront about it. Um, But let's talk about this next guy. Trey. I really like Trey. So when they had their one-on-one time in the house, they actually went outside and they sat in the bed of the truck in those Chuck E. Cheese balls. And they were just talking. And Trey seems like he's just a really easy person to talk to, like an easy conversation. And he also seems like he has a really positive outlook on life, which I think is going to mesh really well with Katie's personality. And I also like the confidence he's giving off. So I don't know. I think Trey may make it to the end or at least close to the end. We'll see. Trey seems like the type of guy that he thinks he's funny. Oh, you wrong. (laughs) But how funny are you actually? That's kind of what he gave me. And I don't know if it's because of his confidence. It's like, yeah, I'm funny. But it's like, are you? Yeah. And that's unattractive. Yeah. That's just me. That's just my opinion. But they did seem like they had a good time together because she had her champagne. He had his scotch on the rocks. They were sitting in the little Chuck E. Cheese balls laughing, having a good time. And again, that's what KD needs. She needs someone that is fun and playful and that's just going to keep it, you know, light sometimes. Because I don't know why they need all that seriousness all the time. Speaking about seriousness, Joy, I think we need to visit a more somber part of the evening. And that's when the first impression rose was dropped on the table. Let me tell you guys, it got tense. All the guys just started looking at each other. They were like, where's Katie? I need to spend time with Katie. Oh, my gosh, I just want to make a good impression. Guys, I don't, it was like they were playing a game almost, which they shouldn't be. But it just got real, real up in there. Yeah, the whole conversation literally changed. To a rose, which it kind of took me by surprise because I was like, dang, I didn't know y'all were that pressed for a rose. They weren't. And do you know what? I thought she was going to give that rose to Connor B. No, I did too. I, there was no doubt in my mind that Connor B wasn't getting the rose. And Connor B was the one that came out in the cat outfit. And it was just like, if I was Connor, I would have been like, I did all of this and I didn't even get a rose. Like, you literally played me, ma'am. Like, I felt bad for him because 
When Katie walked into the room and picked up the rose and took it and walked past him to go outside, it was that moment I felt like when you see your crush standing somewhere and they're talking to another girl or guy and your heart drops because you're like, oh my God, I thought they liked me. And then you like have to watch them flirt and do whatever they're doing with somebody else. Like that is the worst feeling. Yeah. It's a bad feeling. So I, I felt bad for Connor. I was like, dang, I thought you was going to get it. <sighs> but you know who did get it? Greg, who I like to call family guy. Lucky he's a family guy. <laughs> yeah. So actually, we haven't really talked about Greg that much. So Greg finally sits down with Katie and you can tell he's really nervous. But he seems like a really sweet guy. And he's talking about how important family is to him. And then he gives Katie this necklace that his little niece made for her. And you could tell that she ate that all up. Not that he did it for, like, perks or anything. I mean, he probably did. But anyways, I read on the Bachelor Nation profile that Greg wants at least six kids. At least. Not just six. That's a lot. You are asking for a lot, sir. You either want this woman to be pregnant six different times or she would have to be pregnant like twins, triplets, a single, maybe twins, twins, twins. If she get lucky, maybe triplets, triplets. I don't know. <laughs> but that's a lot. Like, I, um, if somebody told me that they wanted six kids, I'd be like, nah, I can't do that. Yeah. Hopefully, like, if they end up together, they can come up with, you know, like a compromise, some type of middle ground, maybe three, four, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But you know what? We've met all the guys, and I think that we've already kind of formed our opinions and stuff, and we have our favorites now. So, Joy, why don't you go first? Tell us who your top five favorites are, or who do you think is actually going to make it to the end? Okay, so my top five. Andrew M, Connor B, Connor C, John 27. He's a bartender. And then Thomas 28. Thomas right now is one of my favorites because that man is fine. And he's tall. Say less. But anyway, (laughs) that's not why they're on my top five. They're actually kind of on my top five for the same reason. They all seem like good guys, gentlemen. They have their heads on straight. They know what they want. Um, and they know what they need and they seem like they'll be compatible with Katie because like I said before Katie is just like I need someone who likes me for me who is going to want to be with me for who I am who sees the value in me and wants to do this thing called life together and I think that they all can give her that and they all seem like they'll bring some fun some playfulness and kind of you know balance things out so That's actually why all of them are in my top five. Okay. So my list is actually really similar to yours. First, I have uh, Connor B. Then I have Thomas, which I actually think Thomas is just, he just seems super genuine. He seems like he's really nice, but just really into Katie, which is the point. (laughs) Next up is Trey. Of course, I already said earlier why I like Trey, because, you know, he has like a positive outlook on life. And he just seems really confident in who he is and what he wants. And then the next guy on my list is James. James worked for this spot because he stayed in the box, you know, the first half of the episode. And 
that just shows me commitment. I don't really know much about him yet, but he's on the list. Last up is Greg, the family guy. He's just a sweet guy all around, you know, from what I know. So we'll see. This is random. But is James a baseball player? Because it takes some commitment to stay in a box and baseball players know how to commit. What? They <laughs> That's just my theory. I used to be like, I'm going to marry a baseball player because they know how to commit. Uh, I'm looking at his Bachelor Nation profile and it says that he's a software salesman. Oh. <laughs> okay, well. Oh, but you know what? Salesmen have to know how to commit. They got to know how to sell you on some stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. They got to stay in there like swimwear until you be like, okay. So he knew what he was doing. Oh, but okay. I know I said I have five, but I actually have a top six. This sixth one is actually a wild card. And this is Mike. Mike, who, you know, said that he was a virgin and he was waiting until marriage, which I think is awesome. And he's really standing firm on his beliefs. And I think he's a great guy. But on the other hand, he might not be in my top six because I think he's in the wrong season. I agree with that wholeheartedly that he is definitely on the wrong season. They should have put him with Michelle. I think he would have done great on Michelle's season. Probably would have even made it to the end with Michelle. Uh, But, I mean, with Katie... The topics are already just centered around sex, 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 sex. Which is interesting because you think when you go through the casting for The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, like there's interviews on top of interviews. They ask you all these questions. And if you're on this show, you pretty much know who you're going to be with, which means Mike had to do his research. So I'm kind of curious as to why he said yes to this. If if I'm being completely honest. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I don't want to underestimate Katie because she might just surprise us and be like, you know what? I respect that. And she might really, really like that and pick him because, you know, women are a lot more adaptable than men are. I do think that. But I, I don't know. I don't. I think she'll respect the fact that those are his values and his moral morals. But I don't know if she would be like, I respect it and I'm willing to go down this path with you. Mm -hmm. You know, Mike just end up sending his cell phone. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he might. He might pull a cat and be like, you know what? I'm out. And I wouldn't blame him if he did. But you know what? Let's talk about some of the guys who I really do want to go home. First up is Aaron. You know, he just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like when he first met Katie in the beginning, you know, he made a comment. He was just like, a lot of people say that I have a nice smile. It just sounded like a really conceited thing to say. And I'm just kind of wondering about his character throughout the rest of the show. And to be grown and be saying that, like, I'm going to be real. When I was younger, I didn't mind conceited guys, but I was also younger. And I was saying, I'm talking about 14 to 16 young, not grown and you walking out of the car telling me about yourself sir yes and then we see him later on that he's in an argument with cody and we really don't know what's going on but aaron seems really mad and i'm wondering if he's gonna be causing some of the drama in the house and the thing that made it more dumb is like cody 
was sitting there looking at this man like, I don't even know what's happening right now. And you know with guys, like guys are so nonchalant most of the time and unbothered that they're not going to feed into some nonsense. And it was a bunch of nonsense. Like, sir, what are you talking about? I'm standing out here drinking my scotch. (laughs) You coming outside talking about I don't like you. I just met you an hour ago. Like, please have a seat. That's what Cody face look like. Exactly. And you know who else can go home? Justin. Justin and his painted roses. Like, you, the kiss just seemed so calculated when he was with Katie. You can just tell that he planned that way ahead of time. No matter how the date was going, he was going to kiss her no matter what. And I just don't think that's the way you do things. And then the last person on my go home list is Carl. Okay, you know what? I'm with you on this one. At first, I didn't have any guys that I didn't like. But I'm like, nah. I don't like him. I don't know what it is, but he seemed a little shifty, a little sneaky. Yeah. Like, I can't put my finger on it. It's just something. It's something. I don't know what it is, but my spidey senses is going off. Yeah, mine too. We'll see. We'll see. But hey, let's go ahead and talk about all the guys who did not get a rose. They were Jeff, Gabriel, Austin, Brandon, Landon, Marcus. And Marty. Was Marty the, um, he was the nice one. He was, the, was he the? No. Uh, I mean, not saying that he wasn't nice, but he was the guy with the rock collection. I must be thinking about Marcus then. Was Marcus the one? He, cause, okay. Cause guys, <laughs> when he laughed at me when I was watching the episode, because when he came on and he was like, my name, I think it was Marcus. I was just like, oh. That was Marcus. Okay. Cause Whit laughed at me and I was like, oh. Oh my gosh, he just seemed so sweet. Cause he did it like instantly took me back to high school where you see this guy and he's so nice and he's so sweet. But he's he might be kind of in like the nerd category or like the yeah. baggy category. No, no. Joyce said he ain't had no friends. <laughs> it's like that's what he reminded me of. But I really like my heart was like, oh, oh my gosh, like. He just seems so nice, like a nice young man. But the problem is, again, you put him on a season with all these tall, suave, debonair, confident, masculine, sexy dudes that's just like, Marcus, you gonna get lost in the background, sir. Like, I don't know if (laughs) when you're kind of have that aura about you, how do you fight through all of that? And it just really made me be like, oh. I know. And you know what? I think Katie might have missed out on this one because I think Marcus is actually doing pretty well for himself. Like, I think he does something with real estate. I don't know. Let me check his profile real quick. He out here getting paid, y'all. Yes. It says he has built a very successful professional life investing in properties. And he live in California? Uh, no. It says he lives in Portland, Oregon. Oh, okay. No, I mean, I wasn't about to go look for him or nothing, but I was just saying, like, if you're successful in real estate in California. Oh, yeah, you'd be doing pretty well. And uh, speaking of real estate, I think it's time that we close on this episode. But first, we need to say goodbye to all the men who didn't make it. Goodbye. Farewell to you, my friends. But you know what? We actually might see Jeff again. I'm not going to be surprised if we see him rolling up. On Michelle's season in his RV. No. ABC don't do that. 
<laughs> that's not where it's at. Well, whatever makes good TV these days, I guess. Well, you know, we're going to end our episode right here. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to our podcast. Um, make sure you subscribe because you're going to get notifications every time we post it. And trust me, we're going to be talking about The Bachelorette every single week for the rest of Katie's season. Hopefully. You guys enjoy it, and um, we don't seem too crazy for y'all. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. <laughs> Hopefully you guys like us. Please like us. I mean, hi, please like us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've got one question for you guys. What would you do? What would you do for the rose? What would you do? What would you do? What would you do for the rose?